Oh, don't make me defend like white people uh, on the internet. Like Chicago this is this is dodgy ground that I'm treading on right here. Yo, welcome, welcome, welcome back to the same 12 notes podcast. My name is AJ, AKA shorts all winter, hoodies all summer. International slow, you already know what it is. DJ Slopo in the building as always. Yo, it's your boy Checkerboard Charlie. I don't know where that came from. I'm just wearing black and white checkered trousers, which is the most color I think I've ever worn in all. <laughs> First of all, I want to tell a quick story. You two both know this, but the people at home don't. Story time. On my feet are those uh, those black Yeezys that restocked. Yeah. Let me paint you a word picture of how I acquired these, because no one has ever had this much good luck. I mean, it all went away maybe the day after, because you know my life carried on in its usual trajectory, <laughs> but. So a, a plug, a friend of mine, uh, you know who you are if you're listening, uh, messaged me on, on Instagram saying, oh, I heard you eld on the Yeezys. I was like, yes, I did, usual. Uh, he said, pull up to Foot Locker on Market Street uh, tomorrow. They, they still have some pairs. Apparently, they're getting rid of them first come, first served. Oh, so, shit. When was this? This was on Saturday. Oh. So I was going to roll up like really early like I would for a normal Saturday release. And I woke up and it was cold and I was just like, I'm going to just stay in bed. I'll, I'll turn up at nine o'clock and see what happens. I'm going into town anyway. Got there, quarter past nine, they opened at half past nine. There was no one there. It was just me. And then about five minutes before they opened, this other guy rolled up and he was like, are you here for the Yeezys? I was like, yeah. So we were chatting. They were a little bit late to open. He was after a size 7.5 and I was after a 10.5. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Yeezys run a bit small. Always go half a size up. Yeah, I fucked up with Fun that. Fact. Yeah, always go half a size up, especially on 350s. I can't comment on any of those, but... Uh, I can agree that others are the same. Yeah, go up. So we, the door's finally open, and the, and the, the nice lady from Foot Locker was like, we've only got two pairs left. And then we were like, oh, damn. She was like, a 7.5, and then there was a drum roll, please, and a 10.5. No, no good luck, and that deserves one of those. No good luck like that has ever happened for anyone in the world ever trying to buy sneakers. I'm proud of you, yeah, because the sneak world is a large conspiracy like the American government against us normal people succeeding. Two people pulled up and both of them got the size and they exactly. were the last two pairs. We don't see success like that That nowadays. was insane. And legit, like, I'll say this as I'm, I'm a Jordan man to my very core, but man, these 350s are a comfortable shoe. I'm proud of you. Anyway, that's the end of my story. It wasn't that exciting because we've all heard it before. Uh, fun fact, Iggy Azalea released an album called Wicked Lips. Ah, <laughs> oh, I saw that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't listen. No, I did not. This Are is the first time. Oh shit, it's a four track EP. We can bust this shit right, right now. Uh, I will not do that. Yeah, we probably shouldn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely will not do that. So um, how are we starting? We've got quite a lot today. Yeah, well, I think we can, we can quick fire through some of these topics. Um, when I say quick fire, I mean with our usual amount of rambliness that we don't, um, we don't stop. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead on this one. Um, and my lead is going to be passing it straight over to you, Salian. Nice work. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> because we've got, a lot, we've got quite a few new albums, but I didn't yeah. actually get around to listening to this one yet. Okay. The new Fab. New Fab. Summertime Shootout 3. Coldest summer ever. All right, straight up. What what the hell is going on with my Spotify? Yeah, um, we've also discovered the greater conspiracy to, you know, keep the black man down. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the greatest conspiracy we've discovered now is 
Spotify does not like to show AJ new rap music. I'm going to prove yeah. my point right here, right? Okay. It's also like the um, view, view don't like to show black films. Big facts. Truth. Right, okay, look. Search, go on to hip hop, right? And we can scroll down and there should be new releases. Here we go. So if I click on see more, see more butts. Strong Simpsons reference. Mm-hmm. So the latest one I've got on here, I've got Heart of a Champ, Capo Lee. Uh, Rap Man Presents, Blue Story Music. <laughs> Not new. <laughs> Giants by True Damage, Becky G. Uh, I've got J Huss, Must Be. Doja Cat, Hot Pink. They're really just trying to stifle your love of rap. Yeah, like yeah. Revenge is yeah. Sweet, Crepton Conan, Then Jesus is King, Kanye West. Wow. And I've only scrolled, I've got the last Wretch album. I've seen PTSD on there. Yeah, D-Block ages ago. <laughs> and then, oh, here we got Hollywood's Bleeding, H. Post Malone, uh, Professor Green, Hoodies All Summer, Kana. Like, there's nothing here. Like, there's no. It's no wonder I can't do my homework. Do you know what I think? Spotify, I have to, Do you know what I think? Spotify is saying to you. Spotify is listening to the podcast, and they don't want me to do my homework. No, Spotify is saying listen to some more goddamn UK music. Yeah, but that's not the thing here. It should still be showing me <laughs> new releases in the hip hop genre. That can't be algorithmic. That's just like they're here's just, new music in this genre. They're trying to kill you, they're, cool. Yeah, they're trying, trying to make to you listen. You. To you know what you need in your life? Title. Yeah. Title. Please sponsor us. Please, we have two. We have two thirds. Yeah, we're getting there. So the new Fab album, uh, I was disappointed. So <laughs> was it last episode? No, the episode before last when that new Fab song came out and I played it, and I was like, "Fab's rapping." Is that the was that the one? Was that, that one? was that not the last episode? I don't know. There that was, was the one music, I just edited. Fab was there. It was last week. Okay, it was last week. Okay, then I'm probably not doing myself justice for saying it was a good song because I don't remember. I mean, from what is I- Is this the one that's got choosy? Um, choosy, 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 choosy. Yes, yeah, it does. Uh, Davido just, he found a lyric that works. Spray <laughs> it everywhere. He's got a one lyric that works. If I said you, I love you. <laughs> You'll hear that in 17 Davido songs. Yeah, I've heard it in- <laughs> So many, I'm, I'm like DJing, playing it, and I'm like, have I played the right song? And I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. He just, he just likes <laughs> to throw that little gem out there. So the album itself, 14 tracks long, the first thing I spotted is there are only three tracks without features. Now, this is a we've commented on this. this be- we've commented yeah. on this before, though, haven't we? That yeah. I'm, I don't remember the last time of, that I saw an album from someone that it, we don't expect that kind of thing from someone like you know where it, it wasn't the the made the majority of things weren't weren't features like it, it's a dying thing to have an album I pretty don't much think just I from that. i don't think i expect that from fab though like fab's a an artist that is very well-rounded so i, I wouldn't see him needing necessarily didn't ray j end fab <laughs> didn't we talk um, about that there was the, we are seeing the post-apocalyptic stage of Ab's <laughs> career after coming across the phenom that is Ray J. <laughs> Does Ray J have hits? Ray J has all the hits. <laughs> um, that video yeah. is amazing. <laughs> so what we're saying about the feature list? Let me take a look. Um, I mean, I just don't... Like, I don't really think he's somebody that needs a bunch of features. I would have been happy. How many out songs is it? 
It is 16 songs. And 16 songs. 13 and features. 13, 13 features. with features. One hour, five minutes. I reckon he probably could have halved the features. I mean, I've not listened to the album yet. Could have halved the album. That's my feedback. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. So for the people at home who haven't pulled up the track list yet, we have Meek Mill, Lil Durk, A Boogie With The Hoodie, Tory Lanez, YFN. Is that Lucci? Yep. Thank you. Jacquees, Jeremiah, Davido. I'm not mad at these features. These aren't bad no. features. Um, PMB got... Rock, Gucci Mane, 2 Chains. These are incredible features. I've got a question. Josh K, you. Roddy Rich, Chris Brown. If I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I hope no one heard that. Chris uh, Brown. Tiana Taylor. I mean, if Chris Brown heard that, you're going to come and try and slap me. Your joke's so last decade. I, <laughs> I don't care. I just hate the guy. Um, Fabulous is a 42-year-old New York rapper. If you listen to any rapper who's hitting that stride of their life now and still giving us music, it does not sound like they've gone to the nightclub in a neon tracksuit trying to blend in. <laughs> sounds like a Chappelle sketch. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Chappelle does Making the Band by P. Diddy. Oh, I wish. Uh, to, to be fair, though, Making the Band was supposed to be coming back and I've just not seen it. So he, he did a thing on... Twitter, where he just made it a hashtag and got everyone to submit via the hashtag, which is clever, yeah. clever work. Therefore, no studio actually has to do the work. People singing into their Instagram videos. Yeah. But yeah, it feels, it didn't work. this album feels so, like such a reach that like, he doesn't say much. There's not points where I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh, Fab is rapping from the point of view of a, 42-year-old rapper who's been mm. in this game for decades who can still wrap circles around people. He has yeah. Tory Lanez and Jarquees and Jeremiah on every other song. And it so just- I'm not mad at that though. So yeah, but Fab's it shouldn't all, go with Fab. Yeah, but Fab's always done those kind of like, he's had those soft ones. He's had a shanty. He's had like, like he's not, he's not always been in his like career, that so rapping ass niggery. Yeah. He has had those- more like softer songs as well. Tell me about the PMB Rock Gucci Mane and Two Chains track because that's the one that I'm probably remember it. more likely to go and you know. I honestly, don't remember. I like Two Chains. The nicest way possible. I've listened to this album three times, so I'm not judging like the overall quality or anything like that. Three listens isn't enough to give it a lyrical breakdown. I'm just saying from the the sentiment and first time listens. It sounded cheap at times. It's like, Fab, we know you can rap better. None of these lines are sticking. Everything is about popping bottles or she was twerking on the low. She had baby moms and she's freaking other hoes. Like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Sign cool. the album, drop in 2020. We've heard it. So I'd just like to drop people little gems right there. Um, so it's like, now nah, we've heard it and we know you can rap better. For me, I will always hold people accountable. Like if I know they can rap better and we don't hear it and they excuses, they've got Ty Dolla Sign on the hook. That's not, yeah. it's not an out for me. So don't have much to say given that two thirds of the, two thirds of the, the people here haven't heard it yet. <laughs> yeah, I, for me, I've so just listened to it. Just don't expect to have, and we're not in the era where people can have like throwaway summer songs. Songs don't last that long nowadays. No, your that is true. Your songs are weak. And if you're lucky, if your song's significant, it will last longer than a week. Yeah. Mm, I mean, Hot Girl Summer's still running. Yeah, but she's significant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, still, I'm still surprised that that's still running. Uh, as approaching Christmas. Yeah, we're, we're in December. 
It's gonna be a we, remix where the exact same song, just wearing Christmas hats. Yeah, I, I feel like that. It's time to let that song go. Really, <laughs> that song can go when I stop wearing shorts. Wow. <laughs> So it's going to be here for a long time. Uh, another album, before we go into the other album we'll listen to, has anyone listened to Griselda? No. Nope. You're an Eminem fan. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, I know. Griselda have been churning out probably some of the best music this year. And I'm going to say consistently, as a collective of related artists, every album I've listened to has been like lyrically insane i'm gonna say i've slept on it yeah me too you should all be ashamed because their latest (laughs) album which came out the same as all of these others okay proposing a thing next week we will revisit both of these for a couple of minutes and just be like let's call that homework okay i'm gonna go away listen to some of this some griselda west side gun freddie gibbs benny the butcher conway all of these musicians have given us something that we should be like, oh, God damn. What these have I guys been listening to the last Rapping, rapping. I'll be honest, I've really not listened to a lot of hip hop this week. It's oh. just not been my bag this week. Either. I don't know. I've been in one of those weird moods where, the, other than one song that is super stuck in my head, I can't even think of the name, the fucking, it's not even that good of a song, the Maxo Cream, Meg The Stallion song. Oh, just, yeah. that, that got stuck in my head the other day and I've had, and I've had it on I've had <laughs> it on I've had it on repeat for like the last three or four days it's uh, I've just I need it I've just whipped up my um, title and yeah my I've not really been listening to that much hip hop this week either um, I've had Hamza's album on Paradise uh, for anyone that doesn't know that's a French artist rapper singer um, it's all in French, but go check Be it cultured, out. Be cultured, listen. It's, the vibes on it are very good. Got um, French there's somehow. There's one track on there that really stands out for me. Uh, it's called Dale X Love. I'm trying to get the feature up on it. Uh, oh, you know what? Fine. Oh, I'm going to switch. A, a, um, Aya Nakamura. I'm going to switch over to okay. Tidal. Yeah, do it. Um, who the else? dark side. Why the only not? thing that's going to annoy you is there's no Siri integration that I think of. I've never tried it. In fairness, I, I've used Siri like three times for Spotify. I've gone this many years accepting that it's not a, it's thing. Not a thing. And now that they've finally made it a thing, like I'm just... Eh. The else? annoying thing is how simple that is for an app developer to do now. Yes. It's but welcome like, to the dark side. We have videos too. Because I mean, mm. it's not like it was my Apple Music excuse where someone else paid for my Apple Music. Like I pay for Spotify. I may as well just pay for Tidal instead. Um, I've been listening to Sonder. Anyone heard of Sonder? No. Spell it. S-O-N-D-E-R. Do you know what the word Sonder means? No. So, fun fun facts. Dictionary, AJ. Uh, you know that feeling that you sometimes get when you're walking around and everything's like busy and there's loads of people and you're like, oh, that weird moment where you go, every single one of these people here has a life and family and friends and problems and stresses and memories and things that are just as complicated and vivid as mine. Yeah. That feeling is called Sonder. Oh, okay. That makes perfect sense to this artist then because that's literally what it feels like when you listen to it. He's kind of like a Brent Fiaz. Fiaz? Fiaz. But that's a good album. That's a good album. It's called Into. Um, I think that's quite old. 2017. Nice. Uh, So we went and revisited that. Still really fucking with BJ the Chicago Kids' new album. Yes. Um, It's better and better every time I hear it. Yeah. I love 
Uh, and single that's been on re- on repeat, I've still got it. We plugged it last week. KSR and King Kai flex with me. Yeah. Oh, uh, for anyone that hasn't listened to that yet, definitely go and listen to it. Give your soul some loving. Born to rap by the game. Yes. I think I'm the only one that's enjoying this. <laughs> I really fucked with it. I really fucked with it. And I know that I might get some shit for it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I got three songs in and gave up. Wow. Just not my bag. And that and now in fairness, I will give it another go. I will give it more time. How can you hate anything that's got Dom, Ken- Dom Kennedy on it? I didn't hate it. Like, How can you not like anything... The, there's a song on there called Gucci Flip Flops, and this is the only time I will Actually. accept that I will accept Gucci Flip Flops being a good song. That is a fucking hit your bitch in my socks. One of the moments that this album turned around we've for got, me. We've got a song called Welcome Home featuring Nipsey Hussle. Yep, we do. I mean, I, 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 I only got about three or four All tracks right. in. Like, Let me the give first you- three tracks are trash. Also, is Ed Sheeran just everywhere now? Is that Ed, oh. I only just realized when I looked at the track list that Ed Sheeran's on the first and the last song. Yeah, I do not want an LA gang banging blood to tell me his entire story as sang by. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the it. The Count of Shropshire. I'm okay with it. I just do Ed Sheeran's voice just feel, doesn't sit like that for me. I and feel I've got if, no trouble. With I feel it. if Meat Mill can make the transformation to this perfect model citizen, then so can the game. And if he needs Ed Sheeran there to, to help guide him, then- You can't say I'm, that when I'm, this is the album cover. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm coming out with my final album. I'm coming out with some shit. I'm gonna spit my whole career's life on 25 tracks. And then the album cover is a shitload of pregnant women rolling Counting monies. Counting money, drinking Drink. all types of concoctions. Oh, they drink yeah. while they're pregnant? Ooh. Exactly. It's, Ooh. This is a whole misrepresentation. And games just sat chilling writing. Let me go through the features, though. Like, because the features on this, the game really has spent a lot of money on this this album. He's got Ed Sheeran, Miguel, Travis Barker, Dom Kennedy, uh, Mozzie, Toby... Red Cafe, Dom Kennedy again, Just Live, Nipsey Hussle, uh, 21 Savage, Bryson Tiller, Anderson Pack, Chris Brown, Trey Songs, Macy Go, D Smoke. Um, D Smoke, if I'm correct, was the guy off. Um, Holy shit, wait a second. Yeah. It just hit me what you said. D smokes the guy off. Um, what was the um, rhythm and flow? Yeah. What song is he on? Uh, Twenty four. The second to last. Cross on Jesus. Jesus is back. Oh, that's big. Yeah. D smokes on the game's album. Like, He's out here. Yeah. I, re- I I've listened to the album in full, and I I really liked it. It's it's one of those. It's like a. It almost reminds me of like backpack rap kind of style, like. I can put it on in the background. I could be working. I could be traveling. And it's there's nothing too heavy on there. There's nothing too mellow. It's just like a nice head bop while you, you're getting about with your day. You get some singing features in there. I, I, I don't really have anything bad to say about it. The game's lyrics on it, they weren't, that wasn't whack. Like, um, they were questionable. That wasn't points, whack. At points, lyricism was questionable. 
Mm, I mean, as a whole, as a whole, I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was bad. I quite enjoyed it. And like, so this is where I'm going to get crucified for. Um, listening to it, it gave me a similar feeling to listening to Meek Mill Championships. For real? Mm. That's big. That is big. And I don't know, I feel like it might have been the production on it. I feel like the production s- reminded me of Championships. I don't know whether that's I something see, he yeah. was going, I don't know whether that's something he was going for or whether it's like a happy coincidence. But I feel like if I'm trying to pinpoint it to anything, I feel like it was the production that made me, yeah, think of championships. I I can see what, yeah, I, I can see it. It just felt that it was, a, I hate to say like cheap attempt because I feel like that's just what I said about Fab. Uh, but I feel like it was him trying to, cram and squeeze lots of different ideas like he's had all of these ideas for ages and well it is a very long album it is a long album so he he's gonna cram a lot in there um it's how many 25 tracks yeah there's he only raps on his own on seven of the tracks again the same question out of all of those do we need every single one of these features? No, not necessarily. But if this is his last album, then I see why he's done it so long and he's got all the features. Because this might be, these are the artists that I've really wanted to work with. If this is definitely my last album, let me just give you a longer project and at least I've got out for myself everyone that I wanted to work with. AJ, Yo, question for Sorry, you. I was just looking for Denzel <laughs> tickets. <laughs> no, that's right. I, my question for you is... Anybody want to plug me that sound? Um, when was the last time you listened to the game rap? Oh, a long time ago. I'll be totally honest, he's not, he's not someone I've ever really dived deep into. Truth be told. Did you listen to the game when there was the whole aftermath era? No. Okay. Remember as well, as far as this whole thing goes, like I'm, I've not been into hip hop for that long in the grander scheme of things. So like the history of it for me and people's backstories and stuff like that, like I wasn't, I didn't live through it, if that makes sense. Like I wasn't a fan when that sort of stuff happened. Whatever example you want to pull out, like it's the same thing. Like I'm more of a, I'm a student of hip hop. As in I look back onto it. And go, oh, okay, I, ha- I now have that bit of context for this thing that I may get to experience at some point in the future. What okay. do you think was the game's la- la- last best album? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me pull up. For me, the game's just goes- one of those names that I put respect on just because. So for me, Documentary 2 is a classic up there with Documentary 1. Yeah. Uh, that came, my internet's gone. Um, I can't remember when that came out. It was tw- 2016. Well, you had that was the same year that NWA 2016 came out. Yes, oh, I completely forgot about that. That's bad of me. Um, that was a very good. Uh, that I liked that one as well. That that was 
kind of there was no sparing features on that one that was only 10 tracks and the features on that were great so and did you listen to his album 1992 i didn't it's a decent album i liked that album but again the same thing where i was like uh am i gonna come back to this i haven't i'm trying to look let me quickly pull up features on that album to be honest, out of that, out of his, out of his discography, the only ones that I go back to is the documentaries. Yeah, okay, I give you that. I apart from apart from that, there's nothing that I go back to. There's a couple of singles that I go back to that are on my playlist, etc. But yeah, apart from that, there's not really anything that I'm massively going back to. I feel like. He's one of those rappers, though, that that was, like, his prime. He's put out a lot of albums, though. He has. A lot of albums. Is that of detriment? Do you think... How I'm, many's a lot? Give me a number. Rosita, find me a number. Uh, one sec. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty-two, twenty-four, twenty-six, twenty-eight. 30, 32, 33 albums. Okay. Wait a goddamn second. For real? You you wow, find I've never looked back at this. <laughs> so I, I challenge you to name one artist in any genre yeah. that has put out that much content that doesn't have its fair share of utter trash. Gucci. And something there's no trash Gucci. No, no there's trash Gucci. Yeah. Snoop? No, no, there's trash snoop. There's trash snoop. What? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like the, there isn't. An art, well, it depends what name you go in it under. There isn't an artist alive that hasn't put out dead ass music when they're putting out music th yeah, that, that volume. Even someone like outside of hip hop, who you I think is widely considered one of the greatest songwriters of all time, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's put out thirty plus albums. Some some of it's not that great. Yeah, I suppose when you're putting out stuff at that that rate, the the quality check's not going to be... It should. It should not affect... If you're telling the world this is your last out... And at points, he was rapping. He did rap phenomenally. When he did that little bit of explaining about the... Or, well, not even explaining, but alluding to the money issues that we've seen. And also um, there's a... Um... There's a thing that just came to mind. It doesn't necessarily relate specifically to the game, but the, the Eminem lyric from the first song on Kamikaze, I think it's The Ringer. So you sold 10 million albums, eh? Oh, and the problem is you put out 10 million albums, eh? Like, it's it's a skew as well on a number. Like, yeah. album sales, like, if you look at someone like Kendrick, who I know his career's not been that long. Just, no, Kendrick's uh, been about for uh, a, a part good, of 10 years. Best yeah. part of the last decade, but not, not as much as... Not as long as someone like the game. No. no. Uh, yeah. But yeah. you can you compare that. You, I, I haven't got the numbers. I'm completely riffing here. Kendrick's put out fewer, far greater, far more successful albums. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the quality. Whereas you can skew that number if you just constantly churn out I think it's also music. I think it's also unfair to compare artists that were living in that past yeah. era where yeah, hip hop yeah. wasn't. A predominant genre yeah um, fair. yeah so like four artists like the game and people like that even 50 cent at the time with um get richard die shine the massacre and whatever they weren't hitting that like everyone knows that that is a 
hip hop classic, but that wasn't hitting the numbers as what something like that released yeah, today okay, that's would be fair. hitting. Yeah, I can take that. But you see what I was getting at? Yeah. Like yeah if you yeah. just, yeah. If, I, if I had a couple of hits and I just kept out putting out trash, people are still gonna, yeah, you just for a long it. time, people are gonna keep listening because they're looking for that next hit. Yeah. Especially if that hit has sentimental value. Like if that becomes something that people attach a moment in their life to DJ or a feeling. DJ Khaled, yeah. If you've got big hits, you could just keep putting out trash music as long as every now and then you, you hit you hit on gold. Most Ultimate, DJ Khaled albums that he's put out recently, I've been disappointed with, but I've still listened to all of it. It's the difference between having a fully automatic machine gun and spraying and praying versus having a sniper rifle and being a, a crack shot. That's that's the difference. Yeah. I mean, you're both going to hit your target. Just one of you did it far more efficiently and elegantly. Thank you for attending my TED talk. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, Every now and then I actually have something valuable to say. So. Didn't relate gonna, to, it didn't relate to anything we were talking about. We do have more new music, um, but none of us have listened to it yet. So I'm going <laughs> to keep that for a while, for a little bit Who was it? Who's the new music again? The nope. King of Grime. Grime MC. Oh, the Grime MC himself. Mr. Jamie himself. The, mate, he helped me justify the TED Talks I could give about how Jamie influenced my love of music. Do you know what? We'll just, we'll go for it now. <laughs> we have to. We have Welcome, to. Welcome, AJ. So. It'll come as no surprise to anyone. I haven't listened to it. I listened to what well, we played just before we started. No one has it. It's not no, on it's, any streaming platforms. So I'm gonna, oh, of course I'm, not. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone that's listening that doesn't know, I'm going to give you the background of it, which I thought was brilliant because I watched uh, an interview with Jamie and he was saying that basically he wants everybody to relive purchasing music how he used to when he was younger because he feels like everything's throwaway these days. Like, you'll listen to something once, literally how we've been saying, we've not revisited these albums. Like you listen to it once, it's a bit of a struggle to listen to. You're not really that bothered. So he was saying like the days of when you used to go into HMV, you used to put the headphones on and play whatever they had on the wall and you'd be like, oh yeah, I like this. I'm going to buy it. You'd buy it. You'd sit home on the bus or in your car, whatever. Bus form, your Walkman out. Whatever form of transport. No, this was like even like, you didn't even have your Walkman with you. Yep. I, like them days there. You literally like bought the CD or your vinyl or whatever you was purchasing and you had to sit, you would read the, the insert, you would look at everything, you deep dive in. So you'd know a lot before about this album before you even got home to listen to it. And then you'd put it on and it was a whole experience. And like there was, there was more like love into hearing like a new album because you specifically had to go out and buy it and do whatever to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I feel that. So for this album, it's that's not definitely on, something that's gone. Yeah. So it's not on any streaming services. And is it never last, is it never going to be? Is that the point? Uh, we don't know. I, I feel like in this day and age, it will probably end up on a streaming service at some point. Yeah. Or if not, now that people have started buying it, someone will probably go against it and well, there's that, upload there's it that side, onto but, YouTube. But yeah, like like his his managers and things must be saying, okay, yeah, you can do this for a while, yeah. 
managers you say <laughs> the, the money people the people who don't care he about his money person he, yeah. that's why jamie is uh, such a unicorn the back of his vinyl where is it where is it where uh, is it's it? behind on where is the, the, it? Desk. the back of it says not mixed or mastered boy better know 2019 nice that's it yeah so he doesn't have a manager that's no, I don't think he has a uh, manager like, that's linked to any type of label. No, no. Well, Boy Better Know is their own label. Yes. Um, okay, I get it. Yeah, so there's no money engine behind it. So Jamie's big thing since the MySpace days. So I've been I've been a Jamie fan since MySpace days of him rollerblading around when he was at uni in London, and then he was making music to go with it. Since those days. Boy Better Know have always been about like being self-sustaining okay. and owning what they do and owning the entire process. So when we were seeing other grime musicians make those questionable steps and be proud of being recognized or signed by these major major platforms and whatnot, Boy Better Know were like, fuck it, we will sell 10,000 copies, max 10,000 copies, but we're making 90% of that. Yeah. Our biggest output is getting these things printed. Yeah. Like, that's our biggest output. The rest is sat in my account. And then I pay people from there and pay the tax To be yeah. honest with this, I don't actually think Jamie's that bothered about making money on it. No, I don't think it's for commercial success. Jamie's never been for commercial success anyway. So here's a question though, just to throw throw a spanner in this lovely philosophy, which I totally agree with, by the way, I have no opposition to it at all. Uh, what, how, how much was the vinyl? Uh, the vinyl was 19 pounds. How much was the CD? 999. 999. Oh, and okay. just as a fun fact as Maybe well. Maybe throws a spanner in my, my spanner. A fun <laughs> fact that goes in with this as well. Um, because of the whole thing that I said before about one, him wanting his consumers to go out and experience the whole getting the, the, the vinyl or CD or whatever and having that experience that he used to have getting music. If you order it online from HMV, international shipping is free. Nice. If you order it to any UK address, you're charged a thousand pounds for shipping. <laughs> That's Genius. phenomenal. Yeah. Please explain why. No, that's great. It, literally just because he wants people to get up, go out and experience how we used to consume music. That, he wants, okay, that he I wants love. you to sit on the back of the bus, looking at the vinyl, reading the back of it, pulling out your inserts on the CD. All right. The, the point I was going to make was... So you, kids from, from poorer backgrounds might be able to scrape together f like the the 9.99 for the Spotify and cuz that's all their music or the or their Apple music or whatever like yeah. they get a family thing students 4.99 is there not a yeah I think you know where I'm going here is there not a certain element of almost it's pre I know you know to us for an album uh, for an artist that you love 20 quid might not seem like much but you know going out maybe I wanted to drop 20 quid on no cuz I used to do it when I was younger and I would have to save up weeks and weeks. The first ever CD that I bought 
out of my own money was 50 cents get rich or die trying legendary and it, t- and it took me nearly two months to save up to buy it and i hadn't heard it for those whole two months i'd heard one or two singles off of it but i literally saved and saved like literally i was earning like literally like little little bits of money from doing chores in the house doing little paper rounds whatever then by the time like I was able to put like a bit away, a bit away. It was probably about like a month, maybe not two, but about a month. And then I finally was able to buy the seed. I remember because I was too young, I had to then get somebody to go into the, the uh, into HMV to go and buy it for me as well. It's interesting because there's an age thing here too of like, I I definitely remember buying physical CDs. Like the first, I, I remember buying my first CD, uh, Green Day's American Idiot, by the way, for anyone curious. Um, but I'm also just young enough to where like the internet was a thing and I was a, I was nerdy enough to teach myself like, Oh, I don't have to pay for anything. I can pirate all this. And that, so therefore digital media has just always been my form of media. Even yeah. when physical media was still fairly dominant, I was like, well, I can sit, uh, I can sit here and, I mean, and get it for free. I, I think, and there's a very narrow age gap in that. You're a couple of years older than me. Yeah, like for, and yeah, I think that couple of years is an important couple of years to where you would have been more used to going out and buying compared to. I, I mean, I'm, I'm spit well, by I'm guessing, yeah, but you see what I'm getting at. Yeah, because I like when I was younger buying music, we still had AOL dial up. I remember dial up. Uh, you, you couldn't you couldn't download music on dial up. No, take you forever. Yeah. But like I, I remember having like the house computer and putting yeah, like, eventually putting LimeWire on it I'll and give that whole thing age yeah, trying to find albums. Yeah, like it was fucked. But I feel like the yeah, for the most part of it, I feel like as well my mum was very into buying music CDs as yeah, well. Yeah, my stepdad was. So like we I need to actually go rummaging um back home for them because I feel like there's gonna be some gems in there that I don't know, my, my, my point my being, sets. like, for, for some people, you know, AJ, man of the people. Go on. It, some people, that may be prohibitive, is all but, I'm saying. Like, there may be someone who, the, the audience that would look to Jamie as, as, an, as an aspirational figure, it could, it could potentially be prohibitive to them. Can that, you call yourself a fan of an artist if you've never purchased their music great question yeah can you yeah so if you all right so i've I've, never bought an eminem cd okay all right so if you've never bought like if you've never bought let me make. i've bought very few albums in my life let me make it a little bit broader if you've never bought a concert ticket okay um like any any physical source of money that's going direct to them like any sort like it could be like yeah, I see what you're saying. Like merch, um, like anything like that. Okay. Can you call yourself like a, a, an actual fan of that artist? Like you can, like for me, you can say, yeah, I like their music, but can you say I'm a fan? I think it's an income thing, isn't it? Like if you're from, and I say this being, you know. I don't think it is being though. Being f- fine money-wise, but I've always been fine for money. But th- there has to be some sort of thing there of not being able to. I don't think there is because like- and we don't want to have... shut people out of it. We don't want to stop people from enjoying music. I didn't have money growing up and you would me- like you would find money to, to make sure you had music. I guess maybe this is my champagne socialism over here. Like you, would, like you would literally be like, oh shit. Like you'd hear like one of your friends playing it. And like back in the day we had, when I was a bit, this was maybe I was a little bit older. 
um, yeah, I was in school. We used to have, do you remember the CD Walkmans? Yeah, I had one of those. So you used to play like, so your friends would be like, oh, yo, I've got this. Hey, like, here, listen to this. And then I'd be like, I need this album. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then I'd go and get it. Or sometimes like, yeah, sometimes maybe things are a little bit illegal. You'd burn a, burn a copy of your friend's um, one. Yeah. yeah. Your CD wallet was looking fat. But like the idea was that between you and your friends, you would have bought like, like if you didn't buy right. these this music, you couldn't listen to it. So then it might be like, oh yo, I've just bought, I've just bought this album. Do you want to listen to it? Do you like it? We'll swap over. I'll borrow your album for a little bit. Yeah. You borrow this okay. one. Okay, I get that. Like there was a, like, I don't know, for me growing up, that was like a whole, like finding new music was exciting. Yeah, yeah, I feel it's, that. It was a lot more difficult than on here. When you used to have parties as well, it was like people used to bring their CDs. You'd have like your little CD case, CD wallet. And it would be like, yo, let me put this on. Yeah. So for me, it was an era in which I feel like I appreciated everything that went into the music way more because we had to sit with the music. So yeah. when I got Get Rich or Die Trying, I sat with that album for so long just to appreciate it because I wasn't looking out to have that turnover of going, okay, now I've got this. Let me go get well, my other artist, one. Artists wasn't doing that either. Like, art, like once you got an album... Say we've got this JME album. We wasn't expecting another album from an artist for at least a year. That's yeah. very true. At least minimum a year. Because like the whole process of it was like the it album would come out, there. you would listen to it. Then eventually they'd probably start touring. You'd get some radio singles off of it. Then like the, the album would still be getting played. You'd get your music videos dropping. And then maybe after like a year and a half, then they would start like teasing like a new project or something like that. Yeah, but that's like very you, true. you wasn't getting what. Yeah, the whole the overall lifespan of a project was definitely a lot longer. Well, not because necessarily. People, if the album didn't bang, it didn't bang, and then you was you was. Well, no, for, no, but I mean the like okay, maybe not the lifespan, the life cycle, like the the pro the nature of the. Oh god, I can't even speak. Like, yeah, I, I the I, process I, that the whole thing went through from like being released to being consumed to being you know enjoyed and put away and swapped that whole thing that was a longer process because there was there was more steps to it yeah and then like i feel like that was better though because it artists had to put their all into it you knew if you missed on this album you're not going to get to it's not going to come around again for like at yeah, least the, a the year pay, the paycheck comes in once or twice a year too for yeah those like guys. you like like you could you couldn't just drop like you couldn't do um uh, a little baby or the baby or gunner or someone like that and drop like three albums in one year yeah like that's yeah once you drop something you was like this needs to be good enough to last me and make me money for the full year yeah true whereas yeah. now i feel like a lot of artists can the aim for fridays a lot of musicians now aim for that friday to bang aim for it to drop on friday it get a lot of play over the weekend. Yeah. Hit the seven days. They'll get their number in seven days. And we rarely hear about the... Uh, yeah, and then after long, that, you might... success of a rapper's art. It's either they've nailed that seven days. It's like, oh, well done. You did You did 70K first week. Mm. And then you don't hear about it until they're like, it's a great album. It's a legendary album. It's album of the year. Literally like a gap in which you just don't hear anything else 
It's a good point. So Yo, my like brain just turned to mush right then. <laughs> I just suddenly got like crazy, stupid, tired, and my brain just felt like it just fell out of my ears. <laughs> that was weird. I, I feel like because we listened to we listened to like the first four tracks. I feel like we should flip over uh, the vinyl, listen to a couple, come back, give. No, I'm not. I don't want to say review because like Jamie's music I'm takes gonna, too uh, long to digest. Yeah, to I think I think for the sign you got your copy right. Yes, CD. Okay, so I will do my best to, you know, gather what I can over the next week. Interesting. I think we should return to this topic next week with a bit more bit more to dive into. I will, okay. like I, said, I will yeah. try and do what I can to, to hear as much of it as I can. Uh, I'll do a bit of background. I'll do some homework. And then, then we reapproach this next week when we're all a little bit more armed and ready for... I agree. For a deeper conversation about it. Because right... Right now, we haven't listened to much of it. Yeah, I've only listened to a couple of tracks. Like say, we need to digest it. We need to let it, need to let it simmer a little bit. It's like the cup runneth over. Yep, I agree there. Happy? Yep. Oh, I'm, I can't wait. I'm wearing a whole track suit. DJ, um, what's next? Do-rag, do-rag on. Um, I will not be wearing a do-rag, by the way. Oh, you will, one day. <laughs> we'll force one on you. One day you will have a do-rag. Uh, I feel like since since as we're on, like if I walked outside wearing a do rag, someone would beat me up. No, they wouldn't. They'd be like, "Oh, motherfucker's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, they make them weird out here. So it's December. Yes. It is. We're coming towards the end of the year. It's last the week, we month, sp- month of my birth. Last week we say what? Yeah, December baby over here. Oh well. Feel sorry for you. Did you know, statistically speaking, um, people born between September and December, like inclusively, over the course of their lifetime will on average earn 5% more? Oh, well. Oh, look at that. Because. Can I borrow a tenner? <laughs> <laughs> because they are slightly older in their year at school. And therefore, like when they start school, oh. the brains are already a little bit better. So they, mm. they pick it up better, apparently. 5% seems like it could just be a statistical. Anomaly. Yeah, like I want to flip it on its head though. Are you not the kids in school that got held back slightly? That's yep. also could be a thing. Because I'm a motherfucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're coming towards the end of the year. We're starting to see um, people being given awards for Beautiful their, their music. We kind of shitted on the Grammys <clears throat> last year. Yeah. And this is something new that we've never seen before. And yeah, I feel like I feel like we should have called this earlier because it's only a matter of time. But streaming services giving out awards. Yeah, we've seen yeah. Apple giving their first music awards. Yeah, so um, I need to discuss, but I will pull up the newsroom article that Apple posted, and then I will hand over to you two to talk about this. This uh, it's, it's not that interesting, to be fair, but uh, and it's it's just nice though that this. Uh, if correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first ever. Streaming service award. Apple announces award. first ever Apple Music Awards. Uh, but is this the first for streaming services? I don't think. Does Spotify, Spotify do an I, awards? I'm, I don't think they do. As Rosita? far as I'm aware, I've never seen Spotify uh, do an award thing. They, like they this. announce like their top sales and whatnot, and I think they give like a YouTube thing. Like, you know, YouTube gives the yeah. Oh yeah. The Billy Stream thing. But um, I don't think there's an award with like nominees and stuff yeah. like that. So the um, reading off Apple Newsroom, 
Apple Music celebrates with global live stream performances by Billie Eilish. Yeah, thank you. So in case you weren't aware, Apple loves Billie Eilish. <laughs> love her. Like, loves Billie Eilish a crazy amount. Um, they only did three awards. And in all fairness, and, and it's fine. Um, they've done... It's a test run. Global Artist of the Year, Songwriter of the Year, and Breakthrough Artist of the Year. Interesting. Um, now let me just make sure I got my numbers. Okay, so uh, Artist of the Year, Billie Eilish. It's to be expected. Yeah. Fine. Um, I, I'm not going to take anything away from her. It's not really my bag, but it's fine. She's got a couple of good songs. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Like, I don't dislike her. We've got to remember that this is, this isn't... It's not a hip-hop thing. Just, yeah, it, it, this is like an all-round music, popular chart music kind of thing. Uh, Billie's... When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, will be awarded Apple Music's Album of the Year as the most streamed album of 2019 with more than a billion streams on Apple Music. Oh, wow. She hit a billion. Wow. Uh, she also receives the award for Songwriter of the Year, uh, which will go to both her and her brother, Phineas. I didn't know she had a brother who was a songwriter. Apparently she does. Breakthrough Artist of the Year, Lizzo. Interesting. Not mad at that either. Yeah. It is what it is. She had everyone singing Truth Hurts. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I got It took me a little while, but eventually the Lizzo bag caught up to me. Uh, I'm still not sold on it, but I don't. Oh, I, really? I've realized it's not for me, so I don't care that much. But you I want know. some uplifting vibes. Um, it made me feel so real. Jesus King is full. <laughs> oh, have we all like gestated on that a little bit now and come back to it and realize it's actually pretty good. I like it. Um, I don't think I ever criticized it. Yeah, I criticized <laughs> it. No, I'm, I'm talking to the people. We were always uh, there. Yeah, the, I the, want I want to know what the people think. Let us know. There's a couple of songs on there that I still stand by that are not hitting it. Yeah, Water doesn't do anything for me. And that one where he just makes weird noise. I mean, I've started playing... I can't remember what song it is, but there's two... Actually, there's two songs that I've been playing out in clubs, which is quite funny to hear Jesus preaching uh, while people are sipping Henny, doing substances, and um, trying to have un premarital sex. Yeah. So, um, according on the on Newsroom, this rap and soul supernova redefined the terms and image of pop stardom. This is what Breakthrough is all about, babies. Lizzo tells Apple Music, there ain't no point being humble. It doesn't get much bigger than Cause I Love You and it's chin-up single Truth Hurts, which dared to... Basically, yeah, they love Lizzo. That's fine. Yeah. I'm cool with that. And then Song of the Year. Song of the Year. Yeah, so those were the three categories. Sorry, we got Artist of the Year, Breakthrough Artist of the Year, and Song of the Year. Who was Song of the Year? I mean, come on. Uh, it's going to be Lil Nas X. It was Lil Nas X with Old Time Road. Yeah. <sighs> I mean... A true viral sensation, this genre-blurring homemade anthem became nothing less than the biggest single of 2019 and the most streamed song on Apple Music this year. Apple Music will celebrate the inaugural Apple Music Awards with a bespoke performance from Billie Eilish at the Steve Jobs Theatre at Apple Park. Uh, this show will be unlike anything ever seen from this unanimously crowned, crowned artist of the year. The exclusive event will be streamed live around the world on December 4th at 6.30pm at PST. Uh, and in case you were curious, that's what the award looks like. Oh, that's quite nice. Yeah, they're pretty good. That's cute. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty nice. Um, assume I, assuming they're not designed by Johnny Ive. Back to music. 
yeah. but yeah, that's it. I expected that to be way more exciting, maybe a little well, bit more controversial, just, before, but there was just so little to it that there was there wasn't really much before, to talk about. Before we skip off of it, because this is like the first one, do you feel like this is going to be a, a trend now? Where I think it will see, become important. Well, well, this is what I'm yeah. getting onto. Like, I feel if this is done now over all streaming services, Spotify probably being the biggest one. Spotify is the biggest get, streaming they, service, but yeah, that's what I mean. You, like, you don't. No, it's like, like it's like trying to argue with the mouse. Like Apple just wins. Yeah, but for streaming services, Spotify. But what is, what I'm saying is that I think the Apple Music Awards has the potential to to become like a Grammy, a Grammy. No, maybe not a Grammy. More like a VMA. Yeah. So do you feel you feel like the Grammys all, are Grammys? They're they're you, like you both feel that, that an Apple Music Award would hold more stature than a Spotify award. Yeah. I'm unsure. Apple, uh, yeah. never forget, and I'm not saying this as an Apple stan, which I totally am, but never forget that Apple has been a massive player in this in the music space yeah. for a long time. Mm. Like the iPod changed the way we consume music, yeah. and then iTunes, the online store, laid the groundwork for... Streaming but, services like Spotify to exist. People but, got their head around digital music like but that. But in terms of a streaming Apple service, mu- Apple Music has skyrocketed. It's almost. I think it is. I think it's bigger than Spotify now. No, it's not. Spotify's still huge. And in in what, what, what paid I'm, up members anyway. Well, what I'm getting to the point is that if Spotify announced their nominees for best whatever, uh, best rap, yeah, um, best rap album of the year. Um, nominees created by Rap Caviar. I think Spotify and then people would have. and then people voted. If you have a Spotify account, oh, that'd be quite cool. You can vote for who. Yeah, I'm just on, playing it would count as a vote. Use that as the, part of analytics. Their yeah, that's cool. I like Best that. rap verse. How many song was restart? How many times a rap song was restarted? Well, this is the, so yeah. This, is, the, of the this is something that I'm I think up that song the streaming services, the DSPs, have got over call it the legacy awards or, or whatever. They have access to like crazy specific analytic data. Yeah. That they can use to to drop little nuggets of knowledge and they can and they can use it to base their decisions on, which I think, I mean, data is power, isn't it? Google, yeah. if Google's taught us anything, I think that's important. For me, it's- so We'll see that. Spotify, it feels like in the culture, they're- seem more daring to try things. Well, you got to remember the difference between the two companies is like that's Spotify's entire yeah. business. Whereas for Apple- It's just the section. Apple is just a little side project. I don't right? even the, think the, they're bothered if Apple Music makes money. Apple Music if, doesn't make money. Yeah. Spotify doesn't make money. No. It's not a profitable business. Yeah. That, that's the difference for that's, Apple. It's just, model. A, it's just a bit there that they for do. For Apple, yeah. it's an ecosystem thing. It's, it's kind of like the Amazon thing where for Apple, it's a case of your phone is Apple. You get your music from Apple. You yeah, get your films yeah. from Apple. You subscribe yeah, to Apple it, TV Plus. It's this service. We have thing. all of your data, everything you use. Well, don't forget Apple. Got the Apple credit cards and stuff. Apple don't. Well. Apple aren't data whores like um, like Google and Facebook and Amazon. They're the pretty. Oh. Uh, they're, they're pretty strict about it. Like they they make a big deal about it mainly because like it's something that sets them apart. But the point is like if, psychologically, it's like oh, I've got an iPhone. I use Apple Music. I use Apple TV Plus. I've got my Apple credit card. Yeah, I'm just going to keep just, buying an iPhone. Like, yeah, it just that's makes a, sense. that's what it comes down to. For Spotify, they they need to be more daring. They need to try stuff. They need to leverage that that data and those analytics more because, well, otherwise their company ceases to exist. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's probably why you see Spotify doing their Spotify events and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, that is very true. Um, but yeah. Talking I, about- I want, I want Tidal. Successful streaming platforms, celebrating our unofficial sponsor, Jay-Z. Happy birthday, Ho, 50 years Happy today. Happy birthday, Yo. Big King. Which is Take one of those, my phenomenal. friend. To celebrate that, AJ, type Jay-Z into your Spotify. Oh, nah. <laughs> You've been waiting for this moment all day. <laughs> Few moments, this is one of them. Oh, I noticed this the other day. Oh, wait, no, I didn't. Go on, what am I looking Came at? Out today. Jay-Z's discography should be available for you in Spotify now. It is, yes. As of today, Jay-Z was like, happy birthday, non-paying oh, really? peasants. Here's, a <laughs> <laughs> Here's my albums for your bitch asses, you've including been Watch the Throne. You've been waiting long enough for yeah. this. You've been were they, were they on? Were they on? They were on Apple Music before, no, right? No. Jay-Z's discography was nowhere but Tidal where it should be. Masters oh, only damn. in this bitch. Welcome. The today for me, like when I that explains something that I was trying to do the other day, where I was struggling to find a song. Never mind, carry on. Yeah. When I was this morning, I was like, you know what? This is one of the moments where it cements for me what like a lifetime hip hop artist is. Yeah, like to look when it's just all there in one place where it wasn't before, and you just scroll through from the beginning to the end or to current, and you're like, holy shit! This man has this man's career has almost constantly been on an up. And the one time it was about to take a down, he was conscious enough to step back and not do yeah. the classic thing that rappers do, which is fall from grace and, and then forever try yeah. and step up. He'd nearly made an album with R. Kelly and he was on tour with him. Like imagine mm. if that was a thing that exists, how much that wow. would be held against him now. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I mean, I don't think it would have been held that much against him now because but people don't listen to him because of a video from the lift of Solange. Like I know people who still yeah, beef. but I I feel like with the whole um, R Kelly thing, the artists surrounding him that made music with him and everything like that, like none of them are are being criticized on that level. I don't know whether Jay Z losing songs though, huh? They're losing songs. So people who've had R Kelly features and their shit's being pulled from streaming. Yeah. Yeah, but B two K have one, by the way. Sorry to. Say yeah, Marcus Houston has. Yeah. has <laughs> it's still well. in the streaming platform. Um, <laughs> yeah, nearly slipped up the other day. I know. Played a Marcus. I literally it, started playing a Marcus Houston yeah. song, and all I heard is it's the pipe pipe. Yeah. Oh, get this off. cable. in my defence, I forgot that he was on the song because it doesn't so say featuring. Exactly. That's probably why it's still there. In fairness, I'm doing an Omarion. I'm so disappointed in my self that I've never noticed that. Never noticed what? The all that, no the R. All Kelly the, features. No, 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 no. no. The, the, the Jay-Z discography. Yes. How, like, I remember, li you, I remember yeah. listening well, to 444. Do you not, re yeah, but do you Did not- you have a free title? Yeah. Maybe. Do I you think not you had a free title. I'm pretty sure at the, <laughs> at the point when that came, when 444 came out, um, it was, that was kind of like everyone, most people's introduction to title. Yeah. I remember, I remember getting oh, saved for a lot of people. Four, four, four. Yeah, one. that that rings a bell. Yeah, actually. I remember. Damn. I remember signing up for a free account just to listen to the album. Yep. Um, but shit, man. Yeah, big shouts to Hove on his birthday. Um, Happy birthday, on, G. On date of recording. Um, 
Oh, he's not had all wins this week. <laughs> he, uh, he's not had all in wins. his favor. It hasn't gone in his favor in other places. Share the news. Uh, Stormzy turned down a Jay Z verse. Insane. I mean, I'm sure he has a really. He just didn't. So, he just didn't think it was yeah. the right the right fit. He's it, like in in def- in the way that he said it. He said it in the most respectful manner that you could. Yeah. It was like I would love to have another verse off you at a different time, but at this moment, I don't think this is right for the song that I'm doing. Kind of. I thing. agree because it was the song with Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm happy that I yeah, didn't okay. have to sit through. Ed yeah, because we, we don't. We, we don't. Hove has given us some bad feature verses he in the has. past, and I, I, I don't really want another one. And I, especially on it, a UK music song, yeah, well, it for can then, easily go wrong. Well, well, for I think as well because at the moment in the UK, everyone is pushing UK music so much. Yeah, for them people to be like, oh, we'll see. Look, Stormzy shit all over Jay Z. Like, like Americans can't bar with us and yeah. keep up when. That's not necessarily true. Like you have to still pay respect that Hove is probably one of the greatest rappers ever to have lived. He's so for to put him on something like that where you know that he's not gonna shine, I think I think that was quite like a good and respectful thing from Stormzy to do. And it shows that he's he's comfortable with his art. That's yeah, that's I was, one of I the was moments thinking where I was exactly super that proud is that that's someone who knows exactly what he should be doing yeah. and when he should be doing it. Yeah. So that's a massive the, amount of self-awareness. thought to go, I could easily be played everywhere, not necessarily for the quality, but sometimes just for the, for the, con- for the name. Yeah, just for the name and how controversial it might be. Yeah. He could have easily got that play. And to go, no, there is a there is a better position for us to play that move down the line, yeah. Then right now, it was now, for yeah. what was the uh, what was the song for? Is it's it for that the, leading song? Uh, the, the one, off the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a. You just read my mind, saying that was exactly what I was thinking when I was when I heard, I'd heard about this previously, and you just sort of brought it back up. That thought of he sat there and went. He probably lost his shit. Let's be real. He probably like had a had a moment oh, where he was like, I'm "Oh my god, Jay Z wants a verse on my song. This is amazing." Well, didn't and he then hit... he really had to rein himself in and stick to his artistic vision. To well, I think he heard the down. verse and was like, "Yeah, it's not really. It doesn't really line with what what we're trying to do. What here. we're trying to do here. Yeah, ma'am. Can we do it another time instead? When I feel like the song will be more suitable for both of us to jump on yeah. together. Which I'm." Um, wholeheartedly looking forward to. I have to. a question. Go. We've been doing a lot of talk about the greatest artists of the last decade. Mm-hmm. And Kanye's been coming out pretty high on that list. Yeah. Almost exclusively because of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Uh-huh. And, and, watch then, the, and watch the throne. Yeah. And other stuff. <laughs> Does... Could we argue that Jay-Z is been more impactful on the culture than Kanye? In the last 10 years? Both having watched The Throne, Jay-Z having Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and 444. I think... I think I need a full... I, I think I need a full day's... Yeah, we need to think about research. that. And then the I'm wider I'm, impacts right. of what Jay-Z has done Bear in mind that you've hip-hop. only just said that. Like, I think my, my take on it seems to be... Or is it just music? No, I think... Man on the Street 
Yeah. Just average every day. Average Joseph. Average Joseph. Um, probably hasn't listened to as much Jay-Z in the last 10 years as they have Kanye. They wouldn't know a song of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, they would. Runaway? I feel like people couldn't place that song on an album. Maybe not, but they'd know the song. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, like, I think as far as wider impact goes, that I think, bear in mind, I'm, I'm formulating this thought in my head as I say it. Yeah. I think internal impact, as in like inside of hip hop. Yes. Yeah, you're probably onto something there. I think Jay-Z, Jay-Z, just historically in general, he impacts the culture around himself. And then that goes on to the things that he impacts then go on to impact wider. Yeah. So you still wouldn't have those things without Jay-Z in the middle, but they're not the direct. They're not the thing that the people on the outside of that are coming into contact with. Does that make sense? Like, am kind I, of, yes. Am I conveying what I'm trying to say here? Again, yeah. my brain turns to mush. <laughs> yeah. The, I the, get you. Like your, your run of the mill, like just passive hip hop fan. Yeah probably hasn't spent that much time in the last 10 years listening to Jay-Z. They probably listened to a little bit more of it, of his stuff. As it came out, they heard the odd thing or two. Yeah. Definitely got on Watch the Throne, again, because of that Kanye thing. I think Kanye's got a wider a wider net. Yeah. But also that Kanye stuff probably wouldn't be the way it was without what Jay-Z was doing in the middle. So then it really depends how you, you quantify that impact. Are you talking about who's got the widest net or who's got the, the heaviest anchor? I need to pull up numbers. I need, I need, I need, before I can give an answer that is going to be out on the internet forever, <laughs> I, I need to really do my homework on this. Because when, when is the last episode of the year going to be? I think we need to make that our, uh, Day yeah. we come with our decision and Ted talk. Decade well, in review. Yeah, yeah, because that one, I want, we're going to have, okay. we're going to have before the end of the year, we're going to have, um, album of the year, Album um, of the decade. Are we doing album of the year or we'll do a decade? We'll do a decade in review. We're and gonna okay. do we're gonna do album of the year because yeah. like we we do that we have to, yeah. every year. Um we can do a year in review and a decade in review. Yeah, in like one the, big ass episode. We're gonna do the decade and I'm calling friends. And we're yeah. all and we're also in that episode we will also we'll answer like who's been more impactful in the last decade, Kanye okay. or Hove. Okay. Oh, I can add another name to that list. You feel free. Okay. Who? Who? Kendrick. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. Um, Ke yes, because Kendrick I think has Kendrick, nearly been around a decade. I think Kendrick's done this thing as well, where Kendrick's got like, he's got the appeal of the real hip hop heads and those people that are just sort of skirting on the outside. Like he's caught that whole segment. Jay-Z's for the hip hop heads. Kanye manages to be that, yeah. that wider net. J like I think Kendrick's managed to do both. That's a real good point. All right, so that's going to be, that'll be- I'm looking at the calendar. I, ca I can't pick, so this is going to be impossible. Probably- So I think that'll come, out, taking... that'll come out on the 19th. Yes, that's what, yeah. All right. Uh, that's going to come, yeah, that's going to come out on the 19th. That'll probably be a super long three hour episode or something yeah. like that. Uh, we'll decide. I might even break that into two episodes because we'll be right. off over Christmas week. Part one, part two. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But just touching on news and stuff like that. Go has on. anyone seen the drama with No Name? Oh my god! So the I've first seen time, nothing. The waiting, first time I heard it, I'm waiting, for the, I'm waiting for the triggered meter for AJ. Oh, 
the first this time I heard it, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, the first time I heard it, I was like, wow. And I literally had to put what I was doing down to play catch up. And then now it's resonated. I understand what she's saying. Still wild. I, I'll let you pitch yeah. to All right. I give, understand. Give, give it me, is very wild. So, so I am your audience proxy here. So give me <laughs> and the audience okay, as so, much detail as okay, you can. So I need to I've, know. I've had to, because I knew that like you was going to ask for this. Um, I, Look at you. I knew that you wouldn't have seen this because otherwise, as soon as we got here, as soon as I mentioned no name, you would have been outraged. <laughs> uh, so the headline is no name says she won't keep performing for predominantly white crowds and will quit rap. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not like money? Uh, apparently not. She says that she answered that question. Yeah, she answered that saying that she would rather not perform to anyone than a predominantly white crowd. That's racism. That's what that is. Well, she's she's backing it up with you were racist to her. <laughs> you were racist to black people once. Oh, don't make me defend like white people uh, on the internet. Like, yeah. So no name is fed up. The Chicago. This is, this the, is dodgy ground that I'm treading on right the here. The Chicago rapper appears to have recently had an epiphany and is now threatening to fall back from rap. On Thursday night, the 28th of November, she revealed something was up when she posted a photo of a woman in clown makeup, along with the caption, "Me consistently creating." content that is preliminarily primarily primarily consumed by a white audience who would rather shit on me than challenge their liberalism because somehow like coming out with those five dollar words because somehow liking Lizzo's music uh, absolves them of racist tendencies. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and understand exactly where she comes from because imagine- We talk about race a lot. Yes, we do. Yeah. It's, it's a, it, yeah. <laughs> imagine her point of view where she almost can very confidently say, if I wasn't on stage singing and dancing for this, for these people, they wouldn't give a fuck. Can I just? Ask I wasn't that yeah. entertainer. You're a performer. Wait, wait. Can no. I ask as well? Have you ever heard No Name's music? No. So it is very. Oh yeah. Preachy black power. It's very like, black empowerment. It's, it's, okay, it's cool. Very, it's very much. This is what they have done to us, and we should. Great. It's very okay. like Black Panther kind of music. All right. Great. Um, Fine. Like, she's, what's one of the songs? Blacksification or something uh, like that? Black exploitation. Black exploitation. Fine. Okay, one. cool. Um, so then it goes on to say on Friday the 29th of- I enjoyed no- the story of OJ. Yeah. The Friday the 29th of November, so a full day after she continued uh, in a since deleted tweet that featured a photo of actor Morgan Freeman with clown makeup. She noted- Don't disrespect Morgan Freeman <laughs> that way. She noted- my delete black, that tweet. My black fans in my mentions talking about what you mean preliminary, prelim, fucking primarily. I've just, re- I've just discovered that that's a word I cannot say. Um, pri- yeah. Primarily. Whatever. Primarily white. Uh, we support the fuck out of you, clearly proving they never been to a show. So then this is this sparked a big debate mm. that- She went on, so- Yeah, so I, she was yeah. saying like, she has a lot of black supporters online that a lot of black people consume her music along with probably a lot of other races as well. But then she's saying, if you were really my fans, this comes back to where we were speaking about earlier. Can you really call yourself a fan of someone if you've not been to their show or bought their music or whatever? That when it is her shows, it is predominantly white people that are going out and buying tickets and coming out to support her. 
God, so, just go fuck yourself. No. <laughs> you need to understand exactly where she's coming so from. Then, she, then explain it to me because I'm not getting she, oh, she any continues. of this. Yeah, she, she, she continues. continues. So she continued, you're really pushing the idea that black people can't come to my shows because of black death and financial restraint. As if the baby, Megan and Esmino shows ain't black as hell. So you don't like my shit and move around. Uh, when a fan suggested her black supporters might not be the type to attend shows, no name was understanding. Still, it appears that her mind has been made. That's real, she responded. Unfortunately, I'm not going to keep performing to predominantly white crowds. I have two shows on the books. Then after that, I'm chilling, I'm making music. If y'all don't want to leave the crib, I feel it. I don't want to dance on stage for white people. She added... When I go to work, thousands of white people scream the word nigger at me and know I'm not changing my art. So catch me in my books. Okay, don't do that. Like, that's... It, I think she's at the stage where that is an un, that has to be an uncomfortable thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, that okay. Fully, yeah. And, and and fully understand and, and respect I could, that. So I could, like, don't get me wrong. What she's it's saying... Wild, what she's but, saying is wild and the way that she's... No, I don't even think it's just the way that she's delivered no. it. Just the, just it's, saying that in general is yeah. wild. But I can understand the fact that her music that she's making, she's aiming it specifically at a black American crowd. She's not even aiming it at black English yeah. people because we can't relate as much as what Americans can to, to the whole, yeah. like everything that happened there. So when she's saying that, she uses the word nigger a lot in her work, in her lyrics to kind of represent different things. When it's a predominantly white crowd and they're singing that back at her and it's kind of like- Okay, well, they shouldn't do that. Like, just I'm gonna state my position on that very clearly. Like, you're going to a show, just doesn't make it okay to say the N word. Context, but I mean, okay, context is everything and it really depends on, I guess, so many different factors that I am not qualified to talk about, but- Nah, man, get your fucking head out of your ass. I'm not. No, it's not in her ass. She is defending a position in which she's wildly uncomfortable, and the audience seemingly don't care because if they did actually listen to what she is rapping about, and not just her name, her voice sounds cool on this song. She sounds great on that chance song. If people were listening to what she's actually saying, it's very and deep the instances and dark. she uses those words, she's not doing it light. So when people are screaming it to her really lightly back. She's literally saying like, this is the shit that, why that book exists, why I no longer talk to white people about race, great book. Yeah. That book is literally like, I just, I will remove myself from the space instead of having to justify my position in this way that like, yes, I is that is that constructive though? Like you, a lot of well, I would I would I would no way argue of fixing the other issue. No, I would I would don't say it. Yeah, that's what, that is also true. no way. Of However, fixing okay, right, <laughs> flip that around. I would argue that m most racism doesn't come from actual hatred. It comes from ignorance. Yeah, ignorance uneducated. Yeah, it like. comes from ignorance. So instead of going, oh, you're gonna shout the M Not word. All, but I'd say yes. like yeah. probably 70%. Yeah. 60, 70%, yeah. yeah. A, no a not insignificant amount comes from nothing more than ignorance not genuine hatred. 
Because if it was genuine hatred, those people wouldn't be in the crowd singing along to a songs and like they wouldn't consume that media in the first place. If you really hated black people and you were actually racist, you're, you're not going to well, be there. You're going to be putting your hood on and you're going to be going around causing trouble. Well, like you're she, not going to go to this concert. And if you did, you're going to go and you're going to try and cause no, some she, kind of yeah, stir. Yeah, but she's not saying that the people in the crowd are racist. What she's saying is so, that the music wasn't... How, like, how can So you... to my point though, oh. that was the preamble. Oh, okay, okay. Use that mm -hmm. as an opportunity to, don't don't walk away from it and go, now nah, fuck this shit, y'all are just idiots, y'all are ignorant. Use that and try and fix it. Walking away from a problem doesn't fix a problem. If, you've, identi no if you've identified an issue, great. And you've got these people's ears. Like there, I'm, I'm not in that position. I'm not on stage experiencing that. I, I get that. Just the first thing that comes to my mind is like, this is a very, I'm throwing my toys out of the pram. I, I don't like this. And therefore like, I'm not going to do anything about it. Like you're in a position to try and help to you know, fix a wait, problem. Can I just, can that I, you, you rightly can identified. I put this in? Because I'm going to, I agree with what you're saying there. And I'm going to put it as a different example. Mm-hmm. If I own a clothing brand right. and I'm doing it very conscious clothing around the history of black people. Okay. My target audience that I'm trying to hit is people that are woke. I hate that word. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, we know what you mean. But though. yeah, that's my tar that's my target audience. Foot asylum by it. They put it in, foot asylum. <laughs> no, no, let me just say no bad things against Foot Asylum. Yeah. Just using them as an example. I, but you're using them as an example for us. Foot Asylum for, or, J, for or, reason, J, or JD? Or JD for a reason. Um, they have like a predominantly white yeah. audience, mm -hmm. but still like to be involved in. Like, not urban to be involved. They're, they're still involved yeah. in urban culture. That's <laughs> like to be involved. Yeah. Is a bad way of saying. It. <laughs> uh, to be fair, Foot Asylum JD, they do do a lot of stuff for urban culture. So now like you're being put in a place where, okay, it kind of fits your um, ethos, what you're trying to put out, but it's being put out to a target audience that you didn't okay. quite expect. So on that, to take that point, to take that example, mm -hmm. right? If you started the aforementioned clothing brand with a message and that was the only reason you did it, yeah, you would do that in a in a charitable kind of sense where it would be i'm gonna target this with, with in certain areas to certain people da, da, da. you're only going through deals and things to put that stuff in jd and into foot asylum in the first place to make bag no wait like no well, no because no, no, you, you have to be clear about your motives if your motives are to try and make a, a conscious because it's, step forward and an I've impact got a question for you, you're gonna wait, you're gonna start a charity me, if wait, you're gonna enter money no, into it wait, then your morals go, go out the wait, window when you're talking about no money. wait let me go because if i as an individual am make am making this clothing brand mm -hmm. jd and foot asylum if i put it into there they can reach a much wider audience than yeah. i ever could but then you don't get to bitch about Exactly. The, so the this is, other so, things. So this is my point that I'm saying in in with her music. She can be she can be frustrated and annoyed that now her music is not reaching the demographic that she wanted. But as an artist, when you put your music out into the world, 
for you can't pick and choose who yeah. consumes okay. and who yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. consume. Yeah. So that's literally my example where okay, if I have a right, I see, what, I I see what you're saying. The, if I put it into this store, like the stores, the store is um, a metaphor for the streaming services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if I put that into there, I can't then choose and say, well, I didn't make this music for you, so you can't enjoy it. Yes. But I can be pissed off that the people that I have projected the music out for aren't supporting me. Yeah. And in... To be fair, do I think it's ridiculous? Yes. However, if she's perfectly happy to not do shows anymore for that exact reason, that's, that's your well, yeah, that's your that's your bank account that's going to get hurt. I like it's not like it's affecting me or anyone lot, else. There's a lot of artists that do that do things like that though, where they don't do shows or they do shows very specifically. What's she going to start doing? Like getting people's race checked on the door? Like you no, can't, but, you no, can't but do you that. Do, no, but you might start doing shows um, at more specific black cultural events. Yeah, so which you is might cool. So you might only pick and choose. So you might only do, and you might only do a live um, concert linked in with a Black History Month event. Yeah, which is cool. Um, and if that's what she wants to yeah. do, that's absolutely fine. That is her prerogative. If it's her art, don't be a whiny asshole about it's it. It's not. Though. You, you can't call it whiny when there is such such a historical justification for someone to be so defensive about their art. Yeah, okay. So for me, it's, it's, it's an extreme, but if we live in an era where as people combating racism, there was, a, there was the era of you're being controversial and we're going to start locking people up and putting them in jail. We had that era. There was a little spicy era where people were being killed for it. We had that era. Then there was the era where they were like, shut up, it's better now than it used to be. And then there's the era where like, it's equal, no one cares. But all of that still sits yeah, on, all the shit still happens. And for someone who just wants to live, we all ideally want to live in that perfect world where everyone does whatever the fuck they want and make a shitload of money doing it. I think her... What I'm understanding a lot from her dilemma is that to do one, she has to forego another. Yeah. So she doesn't have the luxury of being able to perform the song she wants, how she wants, and get the due diligence as an artist that she gets. JME said very cleverly on his new album, Michelangelo has been making sculptures of naked men for centuries and you don't see covered penises. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Whereas other arts, hip hop especially, has been censored to fuck. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to have to censor myself. Yeah. And cover my penis. Just so the just so I can avoid the insult, so I can sidestep the offense from this passive audience who aren't doing it to offend. They're doing it out of maybe ignorance. But again, we live in 2019 where ignorance isn't an oh, excuse. So also, if I've never kicked a dog before, I know kicking a dog is not going to be a nice thing. Yeah. It also as well, it's like if if you look at the concerts and if you listen to like her album, the the topics that she's talking about, what if she wanted to midway go through a Kanye, do a Kanye rant? Can you imagine how that would go down in a room full of passive fans. Well, like, hey, that's yeah. a surefire way to get rid of them. But look at Kanye. Kanye would give you all of the lights and when he stops to tell you the lights are off, half the crowd will boo because they don't care yeah. about his 
artistic vision. They don't care about what he has to say. A lot of musicians will get that way. If they do something a little bit off-piste, they'll be vilified by the people who are in there. Which True. still blows yeah. my brain. True. Because imagine if, how would you, like, if you was there and she's done um, blacksification and then she goes into a rant discussing that, in, I don't it, know. Then, if that in that case, then that person's a dumbass for not knowing what they bought. Yeah, I think her frustration is why should she suffer? I like. I understand the 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 main like ending for me on this is that I fully understand what she's saying. I just think it is very wild. Like, All right, so I just want to make my, I want to make my position clear here. Um, I've gone from the start of this discussion and being very like, yeah, dumbass, because that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> it's <laughs> great. It gives us a great talking point. As, as we know, however, um, I'm going to go ahead and say on the record that there was nuance involved that I hadn't considered. Um, and I've gone from a very strong position to having no position at all. I need to consider this topic further. Listen I, to No Name's last album. I mean, I, she's still cutting off her nose to spite her face, and yeah, like, it's I'm, not, I'm nothing ridiculous. if not reasonable. And I'm, and yeah, you know, what, I, what's yeah. the point if you can't have your opinion changed? So, eh. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a, a good place to end today's episode. Marinate on that one. Boom! Thank you very much for listening. Peepers on Instagram. Twitter, all those things. All the socials. We're about follow our individuals. Go and buy Jamie's album, Physical. Get your experience. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Peace.